0: Welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and today's guest on the show is Mary Hickson. She is the director of Sounds from a Safe Harbor Festival which returns for its third outing to the streets and venues of Cork City from September 10th through to the 15th. It all kicks off with Swan Lake, Loch Nihalla, an opera at Cork Opera House. It's making its Cork debut. It hasn't had many shows around the place but it's supposed to be absolutely unbelievable. I can't wait to finally see that so that's a great way to kick it off other shows that are happening around uh the weekend well the big ones i guess are sold out so sorry in advance uh john hopkins is doing a dj set in Daly. that's sold out uh la forest in cocklands is collins sorry my west cork roots showing through there collins is sold out on uh september 13th Feist and damien rice have shows in Cork Opera House, which sold out almost immediately. There's so much more happening around the place as well, including shows at the newly reopened or soon to be newly reopened Kino on Washington Street. Sir Waz, who's got a couple of songs that Six Music have been blasting over the past little while that I really, really like, and Odyssey as well, which is uh, it's going to be a really interesting show. Leslie Fice is going to be there as well on the Friday. So um, that's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to Efterclang, live at St. Luke's. Quivien O'Rachelig and Thomas Bartlett, live at St. Luke's as well. There's a lot happening. And Rosie Kearney is going to be playing Collins. And then the final show is called Lassa. Which takes place in Cork Opera House as well So uh, I talked to Mary Hickson um, two years ago Just before the uh, second edition of uh, Sounds from a Safe Harbour But it's one of like two or three Lost Point of Everything shows I think my mic leads weren't working So the audio was... Uh so bad i did transcribe it though so you can read it on um the point of everything if you just search for the point of everything mary hickson it should come up it's really well not to toot my own horn or anything it's a really good interview mary is uh absolutely brilliant she's a ball of energy and uh so that might give you an introduction to what sounds from a safe harbor is and what people festival is and just what what she's involved with and how everything kind of came together so This might be kind of... This interview that you're going to hear coming up might be like the next stage of that. We don't kind of go into the how it all began it's kind of like how did you take the next steps so if you need to um get a primer maybe on everything that she's been involved in today you can uh go read that interview um on the point of everything it's uh she's a really inspiring person and i was delighted that she had a little bit of time to chat to me before this year's edition of the festival and it's a great way to kick off the next round of round of shows it took a bit of a break there in august you know just got to got to take a break from it all sometimes got loads of shows um coming up over the next while up until christmas up until the new year and that includes two live point of everything shows as well september 21st in uh, Clonakilty guitar festival i'll be doing a show in the early afternoon at o'donovan's hotel so really looking forward to that practically my hometown, I'm from Ross Carberry, about 10 minutes down the road. So really looking forward to being in uh, Guilty for one of my favourite festivals. I think it's uh, it's such a great festival. Most of the shows are free as well. And there's some really good stuff happening uh, over the whole week leading up to that. It ends on uh, the 22nd of September. So if you can get down to Guilty for any bit of that, but particularly on Saturday afternoon, uh, you'll be in for a treat. And then on Sunday in the Kino, actually, in the evening, I think it's half five, I'll be doing a show as part of the inaugural Cork Podcast Festival. So that runs from Friday the 11th through to the 13th and there's loads of uh, really good shows. Probably some of your favourite shows happening there including the West Cork Podcast guys are going to be talking in Cork Opera House uh, Don't wait around on tickets for that one. I think that will sell out pretty quickly too. And um, yeah, I'll be doing a free show on the Sunday and Nile 9 will be doing a show then afterwards, closing out the festival. So uh, that's some really good stuff uh, coming up from me. That's what you can expect. And what you can expect over the next 45 minutes or so is Just Mary Hickson talking about how how she does what she does she's been jet setting a lot since the last time that we talked she's been working quite closely with the desners and with the other folks that are involved in sounds from a safe harbor kind of curating it and just yeah so it's it's curated by uh killian murphy and walsh and the desners and mary And they also worked on People Festival, which you might have heard me talking about a couple of times with other people on this podcast over the past few months. Russ and Gano family were were there. They actually did a podcast with Macaulay Culkin, if you want to get a, a little bit of an insight into that. And they've just put up a couple of songs that they made over at People Festival in Berlin Last year, that is up on the people streaming platform that they have. So that's that's enough for me. That's long enough. This is as long as an intro as I can do. So over to myself and Mary upstairs in Cork Opera House. A couple of weeks out from Sounds from a Safe Harbour Festival. It's been a couple of days since Bonnie vera's new album came out. I know that you're a big fan. What do you make of the album? You've had it in your I've ears had it in while. my
1: ears since March. I think I know it off by heart. I love it. I think it's his best work. Um, for me, it's like twenty-two, and for Emma in the middle, kind of like f- also like knowing him personally. Uh, it's giving me a sense of like comfort that he's in a good place. You know, he sounds so settled and sure and confident with this, whereas twenty-two is, I think, reflective of his headspace at the time too. You know, so it's like it's really nice to hear it come through the music that like it's all good now.
0: Yeah, like he was over in Cork as Bonnie Iver for the last Sounds from Safe Harbour just over two years ago. Did he seem just kind of like he was looking for inspiration or just happy to try new ideas? Like, I don't know if any of these songs that we're hearing now on the new album were there at the time.
1: They weren't, I don't know, not not at the Sounds from a Safe Harbour in 17, but he certainly brought the f- beginnings of ideas to people when we were in Berlin last August, like there Moses Sumney's part in what song is it is it name in one of the tracks Moses sings, and that was recorded in Berlin, yeah, so there was he had like the bones of a lot of those new songs in Berlin with him, but not in cork yeah
0: I guess we'll we'll get to Berlin like it's been a busy couple of years since we last talked I mean wh- what have you been up to? Have you been up to
1: non stop it's like mental, <laughs> like literally nonstop I have I must have, like, 20, 30 projects happening at the same time now. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, how? More, maybe. How? How? And how? within
1: each of them, there are, like, a number of projects. So, for example, after Sounds from say Safe Harbor, the next thing, which isn't announced yet, but I'm sure it's okay to mention, is a residency in Eau Claire in November with Justin. Um, and that the purpose of that residency is to seed new projects for Eau Claire Festival 2020. And in that we have 25 artists coming to make new work.
0: And is that the same thing as what happened at Berlin last year? at Yeah, I Harbour mean, they're, the year all, before?
1: they're all coming from the same place. Like uh, this people movement or, I don't know, community that we've started to kind of nurture since 2016. And actually, Justin and Darren and Bryce all collectively have been working and kind of establishing and creating these c- collaborative communities for far longer than that but i suppose we just put a name on it and kind of made it a bit more of a formal thing um but yeah sounds from a safe harbor music now cincinnati eau claire they're all they're all kind of offshoots of this people world
0: it seems like that really has solidified
1: itself since
0: the last sounds from a safe harbor like you've been there now pretty much since i don't think you were there from the very start of people i
1: was there for the first event yeah but it is definitely becoming more of a formal established kind of entity right now like literally we're about to establish a, a company in the states and um we're we're in the process of setting up a number of events around the world next year and i'm working on all of them while doing sounds from safe harbor yeah
0: was there ever any doubt that sounds was going to happen yeah of course
1: there's always a doubt (laughs) (laughs) um like the the vision we had for sounds about this time last year like none of it it's completely different but that's always the way with festivals you have an idea of how it's going to be and it ends up kind of showing you itself itself
0: you yeah. you just email some people and see like are they around and if not, it's like, Well, what do I do now?
1: Yeah, like it, it kind of it leads the way in a weird kind of a way. It's you kinda of have to just trust it. And it sounds like I'm um, actually crazy to say something like that, but sounds as it's uh, all of these festivals ha- festivals have their own energy. And you just gotta obviously you have to guide and push and like figure it out, but um, I feel like now seeing the program, it was all like it was it it kind of knew what it was going to be itself. I know that sounds like a mental.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and and just like having been around the world, like programming, um, the People Festival in Berlin, uh, last year. But like coming back to Cork, uh, like how do you feel about the city now? Having worked in it and like put on the festival a couple of years ago, are you like, is is it a good city for what you're doing, it's or are you like it really needs landscape.
1: to? It's the perfect canvas for a festival like this. Like in any of the other cities, like w- so we do music now in Cincinnati and it's humongous. You couldn't walk and really feel like you're taking in the whole city. Whereas in Cork, you're no more than 10, 15 minutes from any venue to venue. Um, so it, cr- it creates a really nice landscape for a festival like this, the one that we're trying to do, where it's we're, we're not putting up a tent or we're not moving it into a field. We're actually trying to celebrate what we have the buildings that we have the venues that we have um and have people like experience what cork city has to offer and that's what it, that's a lot of what people take away from it actually is how much they enjoyed the city so it's like it's a key factor in this and like t- looking to the river um we're working with the navy again this year which we're really excited about we haven't announced that project yet but there's a big project coming up with the navy
0: were you working with the Navy?
1: We did 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, they came and we did like Frank and Walters from the oh, Navy okay. vessel onto Custom House Key. Yeah, we worked with them that, back then and they did tours of the vessel. So there's a, no, a new vessel coming in on for sounds from Safe Harbor this year.
0: You're like, we'll have, we'll have that stage. We'll have that yes, boat. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after the last sounds from a Safe Harbor, like... Was it just like straight into it? Just no. like
1: that's the reason why we do it every other year is to just let it sit. Um, like we wouldn't have started really thinking about it until about 12 months ago. And through the other projects, we were all involved in like Justin, myself, Aaron and Bryce, mostly, not necessarily Enda and Killian. Um, but we, at each of these events, we'd be like winking and nodding at each other, kind of going to Cork. You know, we'd need to develop that further for Cork or whatever, just kind of... Many of the acts that are coming through for sounds are, have come through the people residencies. So it's all it's all the same kind of tribe moving around the world together. It's not as it's not as simple as a cut and paste. They all look the same. There's different kind of energies coming through. Each of the different festivals.
0: I remember when we talked two years ago in one of two last the point of everything uh interviews that I've done <laughs> over the years, um I was just asking you about like how you got to know the Desners, um, mm. you know, having coffee with them when they were playing the marquee. What about um, the other guys? Is it just like the past couple of years, just like traveling the world with Enda yeah. and Killian and Well, those Enda guys? and
1: Killian, I think we 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 go further back. Like Kill and my parents were, would have been friends, so I have. I'm pretty sure we played together when we were like five. We' could probably go back that far, and then there was you know a lapse period for us, not necessarily our parents, but uh, we would have he was in sons of Mr. Green jeans when I pulled pints in the half moon, like so I was behind the bar, and he was on the stage. So we were in the same room every weekend together, we were very aware of each other, and like we're pretty pretty friend, pretty friendly, but like um it wasn't until God, I don't know when it was. It's a good couple of years ago when we reconnected anyway. Um, and like we we'd spend New Year's Eve together. Like we're pretty tight, you know. We we hang out a lot. We'd probably be in touch with each other every other day, you know. He he shares a lot of new music with me. I learned a lot about like emerging artists from Killian. Yeah, his his radio
0: show was brilliant Incredible, when he was yeah. filling in for Guy Garvey on uh, Six Music. Six, it was yeah. great.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a, a wealth of information about music. Like I, I like Junior Brother, for example. I've I've heard him through Killian, the Killian, the Cuevian O'Reilly Thomas Bartlett duo shows only happening because Kill sent me a track and he played it on his BBC Radio 6 show as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the connection with Kill. Enda then, um, I suppose it goes back to Disco Pigs time and the whole Half Moon kind of hanging out time, I reckon, maybe. We've yeah. always been kind of close.
0: I don't hear that that much about like I was talking to someone last week and talking about like the Dublin scene in like the mid to late nineties. You don't hear much about the Cork scene in the mid to late nineties. Yeah, you?
1: I'd say people are embarrassed <laughs> about what went down. Maybe
0: I, I don't <laughs> think I've I've talked on this podcast uh with anyone about killian's old band like re- were they great were they, they were
1: great like i keep encouraging him to like revive it for a secret gig it sounds and he's like we were but he keeps kind of insisting that they weren't actually that great but i my memory of them is that they were great actually yeah. um yeah maybe i'll need to just do a bit more work on that <laughs> I mean my the my uh, big my biggest kind of dream within this not the biggest but like certainly one of the standout things that I'd like to achieve in this people thing is to get Killian singing again. You know, and I know that like deep down there's a there's a mu- there's a pretty serious musician <laughs> in there, you know. So
0: does he still play? Does he still
1: I um <laughs> I just had a flashback to a four AM Bob Marley jam with him in his house in Kerry. So does he still play? Yes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but like, I also don't play the cajon at 4am, but like, it happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it important to like, call these people friends, these collaborators that you're working with? Is it important um, that it you do yeah, have this rapport with them?
1: I mean, the thing about this, this people movement is there is like, there's a deep there's a there's a connection deeper than just the music about this community uh it's very hard to articulate and actually I've spoken to a lot of them about how difficult it is to put words on that but when we see each other around the world it's like it's like a new kind of family um and certainly with my relationship with them, there needs to be a huge level of trust in me um because in in all of these residency um, periods. They're 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 wide open, very vulnerable. They're exposed creatively, emotionally, and they need to just be able to lean on someone. I'm that someone for them. So to get to that place of trust does require kind of a deeper emotional connection, which I feel it is re- it's a real it's a really real thing. Like it's a uh, it's deep. Yeah, I love I love them, and I feel it back, and you know. It's uh it's incredibly special. Like we do we do feel far part of um a family together.
0: Was this event that was in Berlin last year in the Funk House? Funk House, yeah. Was that the first actual branded like people festival?
1: Well at the first we did the first people event in two thousand and sixteen, but it wasn't named. It was kind of like the nameless festival. But we worked with this graphic artist called Eric Timothy Carlson who works on all the Bunny Vare assets. Um, and he came and he was just observing throughout the week and he was with a v- view to making something at the weekend. Be, it could have been a newsletter, it could have been um, a, a, a graphic in the newspaper that Laura Barton and Laura Snapes were working on. It could have been anything, but he came into the office on the Wednesday having been experiencing this energy and, and collaborative kind of um, music for three days and he's like, I've got it, it's just a huge... 20 foot banner that says people We are all like okay so then i, I was after the festival it became known as people um but it happened during it really yeah and then we got a cease and desist from time warner <laughs> so now that's why we're what? 3703d which is upside down people <laughs> so w- people what? magazine
0: oh okay right no affiliation
1: no <laughs> <laughs> um, but we feel like we're definitely still that and we we did we did brainstorm a lot about like if we were to change our name um and nothing felt as good about uh, nothing felt as good for us as this. it's just simple, basic you know flesh and bones, kind of just people together, and no hierarchy, no notions. Um, and genuinely that is how it plays out everyone's it's an equal playing field and we celebrate everybody equally that's
0: what it sounds like from the reports that i heard about people in berlin like russ and yeah. gano family were over there and it sounds like they had just the best time because yeah. they didn't have any instruments or something it was just like you know a yeah. couple of decks and a couple of they, mics they were and flying they were just around the place around. yeah 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 like is that kind of exactly what you wanted just totally yeah people to see them and think oh i can do something with that
1: yeah it 's not it 's not um the natural position for everybody like there 's a lot of a lot of musicians who would have come with the kind of semi reluctantly because they're they don 't collaborate in that way they don 't have that kind of spontaneous um, way about making music, so some of them were quite nervous to expose themselves and to find a way in, so we would be helping certain people like navigate them in. Um, and there were there were certain tools that we could use to help with that. Like stargaze is a great great way to just like collaborate, but keep within your comfort zone. Or adding a choir to your work and keeping your work kind of un- untouched. You know, as opposed to like like that example of the Ross and they could just fall in anywhere and just start freestyling. Not everybody can do that, so there was there's like a, definitely a pattern that you can see now through the residencies. Like Monday, everyone's super excited to be there. Tuesday, you can see the heads starting to fall. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. Wednesday, people want to go home and they're having breakdowns. But everyone needs to break down to be rebuilt, um, and like it, ev- it, it de- de- definitely is kind of a necessary kind of a crumble. In order for them to come back up.
0: The mid to late 90s. You don't hear much about the Cork scene in the mid to late
1: 90s, do you? <laughs> the way she wants to be in the world. Like I was talking to her last night even and she's like... Like Berlin changed everything. That's a total game changer for her. Wow. But she hel- she also had a day on Tuesday where she's like, Maria, I don't. what am I doing? I don't know. Can I... Like, is there somewhere I can just be on my own? I'm like... But th- then when it turned, when the switch turns in them all... It's like anything's possible and you feel that energy and everyone's like trying to just like explore as much as possible. It's incredible. But Berlin was maybe like 2018 Berlin, there were 300 human beings collaborating with each other. It was maybe a bridge too far. (laughs) Like I was waking for about a week after at 4 a.m. covered in sweats talking about the schedule and Luke's like, it's over, it's okay, it's over. Um, It was maybe too many people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and maybe just the music side of it, did you see anything that blew you away or, or I, were you too I, deep into
1: it? I was so involved in like the kind of schedule logistics side that I didn't hear enough of the music. So it's afterwards that I, I'm starting to listen through all of the recordings, this incredi- like, stupid amount of hard drives full of music that I'm slowly working through now. And through those and listening and like remembering, we're starting to pick up projects that need more time or would like we'd like to give more time and we're going to move them on to other residencies that we're heading into in the future so that like the work of berlin and the first berlin even that work's not done yet there's an awful lot more to be done and explored and things to be added to it and um like if if we if we never if we didn't if we never invited another artist into the, the current community, we could be working forever with what we have. But we will. Every time we do a new residency, more people will come in.
0: So everything is recorded? Yeah. Like all of the separate things that are happening yeah. in like all of the everything different
1: rooms? Yeah,
0: everything is recorded. Yeah. And do you see it as an actual festival for the attendees? Or do you see it as like... a a kind of a creative almost like a creative camp a music camp we call it band camp
1: yeah i mean it's for the artists first first always and sounds from a safe harbor too is for the artists first and i think it's like where we're we're hosting a residency for sounds for for the entire week leading into the festival so much of what will happen at the weekend we don't even know about yet but uh, my, my opinion on all of that is, like, it's a privilege for an audience to get in and to the beginnings of the work like that. But we, we want to create time and space for the artist to make first. That's always the intention for people, too, is, like, artist first, audience second.
0: Ah, because I was, I was going to say to you before we started recording, it seems slightly less busier s- this year. No, there's m- lots
1: <laughs> more coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't think that you were doing the residency we are, uh, yeah. again. We have
1: about 50 people in for the week. Oof. Because
0: that's, isn't that where Lisa Hannigan's last album came out of? It kind of came out of her work with Aaron. Yeah, in 2015,
1: we had a residency in Lismore Castle. I think they had, like, some of the work done. Like, they definitely had the groundworks to build upon at that. But, uh, yeah, they did the first live event after that residency. But we have, like, a lot of people coming through. Oh,
0: how exciting. Making work, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that this kind of collaboration is something that all artists kind of need at some stage in their career? Just to kind of like, if even if they're not dealing with creative block or writer's block or something like that, like you're always going to come into a collaboration and kind of with less ideas of what, like, you know, f- it's not going to be a feist mm-hmm. sound if she's yeah. collaborating. Is that kind of the idea behind Not
1: necessarily. I mean, it's... There's a huge level of kind of mental health support too, and like having this community to fall back on. It's not everyone's wish to collaborate. Like, you're either a collaborator or you're not. Like, there are many artists who just like to make on their own in their bedroom, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, you know. But like, for Aaron and Bryce and Justin, it is about like more than just this creative possibility, it's about like a community of humans, friends. Um, that they can fall on for anything. Like they're constantly sharing ideas and music, and, and not just that, but they talk about I- issues in life and being on the road. Like um, a couple of weeks ago in the castle with Leslie and Adrian Lenker, like Adrian wanted to talk about the trajectory of her and Big.
0: And Feister, the two um, big names, sold out straight away straight
1: away like felt and like moving forward it's such she just it's all new it's all new terrain she doesn't really know how to navigate and talking to leslie about it she's like god i wish i had someone with my experience that i could have lean, leaned on at that time when it was starting to happen for feist you know so to have this like pe- it's not just about music it's about like any way that any we can support each other it's incredible it's like such a privilege every time i'm anywhere with any of these people i'm like how what am I doing here? And how did this happen for me? Because it just feels like such kind of precious space that we're holding together, and like in there, they're they're making incredible music as well.
0: the The idea of mental health is just something that I've been thinking about in the past couple of like just the last week, even with the death of David Berman and Silver Jews and Purple Mountains. And like, you listen to the album now and it's like, it's uh, totally different to what it would have been if you listened to it before he had died, you know? And like, it's just so sad. And you're just like, you you think of these artists as like, they must have figured it out if they're able to, you know, literally talk about it on record and stuff. But obviously... It's a constant conversation that they need to be having.
1: Constant. I mean even Leslie's Pleasure Studies. Have you listened to that podcast yet? No, I haven't. I'm I kind mean, of saving it to it kind of all, binge listen to go, 10 yeah. episodes or something. Yeah, she they're 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 all like not all of them, but many of them are wide open to just like being honest and real about how the world is, how they feel in the world, what their issues are and talking. They talk a lot with each other about mental health and it's kind of self-care and, you know, with this, the the weekend we spent in the castle initially, like, we were all doing yoga. I'd never done yoga before in my life. I was like, oh, God, yoga. Um, but, like, we were all doing yoga twice a day together. I mean, the, just this, and meditation, and, like, they're all just so careful with themselves and their their mental health, you know, it's great.
0: Just being able to kind of switch off for switch 45 off. minutes or yeah, something. Yeah,
1: and, and, but together, there's something nice about doing it in the room together. Yeah, that yeah. was a new experience for me.
0: <laughs> um, and so coming back to Sounds from a Safe Harbour, uh, Damien Rice and Feist are the two um, big names sold out straight yeah. away. Yeah. Straight away. Like Damien Rice played the marquee a couple of years ago, like two years ago, maybe 5,000 capacity. And now he's in the Opera House, a 1,000 capacity. Is it like just, is, is it going to be new work that he's showcasing? Or is it just kind of like... Just a more intimate setting for him.
1: It's a very intimate setting for him. Gemma Suguru from Voiceworks is making a choir. I don't know that that's necessarily public yet, but we're through the Berlin project, um, Damien worked with a choir in Germany called Cantus Domus. Um so we're going to get some of those charts and Gemma is going to put together a choir of, of Cork voices to sing with Damien. I think he's, his idea for this show is to keep it very small and intimate because it's a small... I mean, it's a, it's the biggest venue we have in Cork, but it's a small venue for him. Um, And he, he's coming through for the week too. Uh, and it's it's all coming from the same spirit of like people where we all just want to see each other too and just spend some time together. But Damien will p- very lightly participate in some other stuff don't know what that is yet and that we're not putting any pressure on like that revealing itself yet it'll come through in the week um leslie is doing three shows so she's doing her own fight show on saturday she's part of the slasa tribute band on sunday and there's a third show we haven't announced yet that she's doing um and that came directly from a project she started in berlin last year
0: Maybe you tell me more about the Lassa project? The Lassa, that?
1: yeah. The idea came from Paula de, Pauline de la Seuss, who's Bryce's wife. She's been a, a big fan of Lassa's work for a long time. And heading into the Berlin project last year, she had this idea to just try one or two of her songs. And so we reached out to a couple of singers first, and they, just, they all just happened to be big fans of Lasse's work. I, I, honestly, I had never heard of her until, yeah, I, I until that either. moment. But like, the songs are incredible. Um, and when we got to Berlin, we were like, Oh let's, are we going to do that thing? And I was like, sure, let's, let's build a band. Um, and really, like this is genuinely the truth. I, standing at the bar, Andrew Barr from the Barr Brothers pauline and i were like oh do you, any chance you would like to be in a new covers band and he was like who's the art what's the what's the material and we we're like lassa and he was in her band he was like at the last band she had in canada he played drums for her so he got it was really emotional for him and i just like started to build in that way where just chats in the evening dustin o'halloran joined Melissa Laveau, um, Bryce decided to do all the arranging, Todd Dalhoff from Feist Band, was also involved and claris Jensen's incredible cello player and they made this 20 minute show for berlin and it was but it blew everyone away like there wasn't a dry eye in the house they were all like super emotional on stage so much so that on the second day of the festival they were like they all running into my office going we have to do it again we have to do it again and like this has to become a thing and i was like all right so i had to find another slot for them to make it happen again because they were so moved by the experience um yeah, and there, there was, it, there was the first thing. Like I, I spoke earlier about, like the festival kind of reveals itself. Like you put, you put it out, you put something out there, and you kind of know straight away by the reaction, or the response you get, whether it's got momentum quickly or not. So, writing to ten people on an email thread, going, "Well, that's what you think about doing Lassa for Cork," and within five minutes, all ten people going, "Absolutely, one hundred percent, sign me up." That's how powerful this show is. Wow. And just then, Leslie was like, "Well, maybe we should do it somewhere else." And right into the barbican again. Within five minutes, Bryn Norman's going, "Yeah, we'll take it." So now we're we're doing Cork and the barbican. Oh, okay, great. And what was a twenty-minute show, now I was going to be during the w- week in the residency that we have leading into the festival. They're going to fill it up to a full a full program of Lass's work. And is that
0: just kind of one part of what the residency is for? Just one kind part of like of practice, of practice. They practicing? will have
1: like a dedicated rehearsal chunk every day for that, and there's. We're bringing bringing in uh, an ensemble from New York called Metropolis, and they're coming to rehearse a show william Bertel's- Spiritual America so like out they'll have like dedicated rehearsal time, and outside of that, we're gonna have space available for them to try other stuff.
0: It seems like no isn't something that comes up that often when you're doing all that of it's this it's
1: important in any of this stuff that it's uh, it's yes to a point and yes and go dream as big and as bold as you want but at a certain point you have to get real too you know so like with the residencies as an example anything's possible until Thursday night like literally anything okay. but thir- Friday you're like we're shutting it down now we have to get real how much it's like what's the performance length who's what's the line what's the channel list let's get real now yeah
0: it's not like just one more day just one more day
1: no <laughs> uh but we do push we push it maybe a bit too far some certain production people will be like what do you mean you're not you're not going to rein it in yet?" you're like no like this is where the magic really gets to happen right you know right at the end on the 11th hour so we let it go as far as we can we'd stay up all night then trying to get scheduled together
0: and so, like, when you're watching them on the stage, you can, like, pinpoint that moment where the magic does kind of happen. This is, like, oh, yeah. what the week has I mean, been
1: for. Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, I, I generally don't get to see the music. Uh, I watch it back after, and I ball my face off, generally. Like, it's just it's such a privilege to, feel, to be, in, like, in, involved in any which way in the creations. You know, it's, it's really something.
0: So just coming back to Damien Rice, like, what's your relationship with him? Because I think from an Irish point of view, it's kind of like, geez, what's he been up to all these years? Because he's kind of like, he's not the torture genius, but he is kind of like the genius who didn't want the success he's kind of retreated from it a lot I mean he's living in Iceland sounds like he's got a great
1: life over there who wouldn't have a great life
0: over in Reykjavik with the he's an incredible
1: person actually I mean I really feel like I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years we would have been aware of each other in Dublin before he moved to Iceland like we would have hung out a bit he's been he's the, the output is insane like there's a stupid amount of work about to land soon I don't know when but like and I don't want to. I don't want to disclose anything about it. But like, the, there's he's been working a lot. Like he's in the studio. I'd say more than not. Um And there's a lot of stuff coming. Oh okay. Yeah, he's incredibly hardworking.
0: Yeah. So uh, so you would have met him in Dublin, is it?
1: I met him in Dublin when I I lived in Dublin for ten years. Uh, I was working on Festival of World Cultures for a while. I ran a theatre there. Um, was with the Crash Ensemble. And, like, yeah, we would have seen each other in Whelan's. I think he was involved in one of the festivals in Dunleary at one stage, and that's how we would have kind of got to know each other a bit better. Um, and then in the next time it was 2016 at People in Berlin.
0: Like, the rest of the lineup for uh, Sounds from a Safe Harbor, after Klang was probably the band that I saw that was just like, yes, yeah, finally me too. they're back they back. They played the Opera House a couple of years ago.
1: They did twice, actually. We we made a choir, or we made a an orchestra called Major Lift. I can't remember what year that was, but it was a cr- it was a, such a beautiful show. It was the Pyramida album, and we brought it to Dublin to Meeting House Square as well. I I I like I was devastated when they decided to take a break. Um, so yeah, super exciting to have them back, and a lot of that work, that album was finished and made at berlin like the band is going to feature a group called Marope in cork and they they met at berlin yeah so there's like a lot of things that are coming through for the program in cork that like had had like kind of big leaps creative leaps in berlin
0: and and what else over the week are you um well i suppose you have to be excited about everything don't you
1: yeah i do <laughs> 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 maybe I'll, I maybe I'll
0: just ask you about a couple of the acts, and you yeah. can tell me like uh, like your relationship with them. Like Sam Amadon, just seems like everybody, every musician in Ireland's best friend. It seems like everybody like knows him, gets on with him, and that he just has a real love for the country and the creative. Yeah,
1: um, I, I li- yeah, I've always I've been programming Sam ever since I first heard him. Every time I make a playlist on Spotify, he features. I just, there's something very special about Sam. He was, I mean, he's been involved in all the people's stuff. He was at Eau Claire Festival. Like, he's been around. But every time he seems to kind of reinvent himself, you know, he's just really, really special. And Shazad Ismaili is going to play with him. And Bert Kuhls from Rope, the same. They met in Berlin. Um, so there's this, like, web creative web that like is expanding every time we do these residencies and sam is sam is at the core of that so it always makes sense to have him in whatever guise he comes through but you know he's got so many different kind of strings to his bow sorry sam (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally just even like and thomas thomas and sam you know there's all of these like there's many 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 different iterations like in I- excited to see what might come of those people being in the ta- in the city together yeah i'm not saying that that will happen but it, you know
0: like uh, cuivine and thomas bartlett from the na- uh, no not from, the national, man, yeah. from he from played with, he did play
1: with the he played with the national a few times and, yeah.
0: and like he's done piano for uh saint vincent yeah. as well and everything it just seems like they're almost like match you know, just the perfect match. They're gonna. Quievin and Thomas.
1: Yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, And Thomas and Sam have done a lot of stuff together. Like they grew up. They grew up together. And Sam and Quievin, just the two of them playing the fiddle together, is a beautiful thing. So oh, okay. not that like that. You know, who knows what's gonna happen at the weekend? But there's, it's all this kind of elaborate web of connections. <laughs> And uh, Richard, Richard Reed Parry from Arcade Fire is
0: going to be back. I don't know was he at the last one. I think he might have been at the one he in twenty fifteen. F- so
1: in the twenty fifteen, as part of the same residency that Aaron and Lisa Hannigan worked together on that that swim album, Richie Richie was working on this Quiet River project, and he showed like very early stages of songs. I think it was in the Crane Lane as part of the Free Music Trail. So it was it it was always like intentional that he would come back when those when that record was released so it's incredible to have him back now with the with the band and Corbin Fox I don't know if you've ever heard of him but he's in the band a beautiful really beautiful singer too so and Laurel Sprengelmeyer, so within that you have like lots of other things that might percolate into other things yeah
0: and like there's a couple I know that as we're talking, there's an Irish trail that's going to be announced. I don't know when the podcast goes up. It might have already been announced. But do you see kind of collaboration there for some Irish artists? Like yeah. you might be listening to them and you're like, oh, they would go perfect with them. I know yeah. that you've announced Rosie Kearney for Collins for Sounds from a Safe Harbour, a standalone show. And there's more Irish artists Yeah, Rosie's going
1: to be there for the week. Um, Patrick O'Leary is coming in for the week. Slow Moving Clouds. Talking to God Knows Him Murley. Like there's definitely intentional, like common and sit for the week and see what happens but there in terms of what that output would be we don't know yet but there there's definitely like um people that have already been involved not all of them exclusively have been involved in the people kind of world already but um yeah we have we've invited a chunk in to just see what happens great
0: are you excited now is it are you excitement phase a couple of weeks out from the festival are you like Holy shit! How is this all going to come together? Phase? I'm
1: excited. Yeah, I mean, we have still got a bit of work to do around the schedule and like the pacing of the music trail. Um, but in terms of like you know, getting to present the first Irish show of "Don't Fear the Light," which is minimalist streamhouse project, the European premiere of "Spiritual America," William Bertel. Like, I heard that. I heard that album in. I think it was March he sent me a secret link to it and I was I just worked with him in LA and I was going to Joshua Tree on my own and I just put it in my headphones and I like literally broke down it's like nothing I've ever heard but strangely familiar emotionally um, like literally stopped me in my tracks uh, and I was texting him straight away going we have to bring this to Cork like it feels like historically it's going to be uh an important moment in the kind of evolution of contemporary music i don't know if you've had a chance to wow. listen to it don't it's fear the light no no Sorry. spiritual america Close. don't fear the light is a whole other kind of ball game like i swear to god when i saw it at the barbican i was sure tom york was levitating i swear to god he i, I was with enda walsh and i turned to him and i was like did he just lift up off the ground like he's shirt? his shirt changed color before my eyes it didn't obviously but like it was transcendent experience um don't Fear the Light is just like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's a pity Tom can't be with us, but the music is like, the entire program has this like vibe of Radiohead off it. And I know he he's responsible for two of the compositions that will have their Irish premiere in Cork, but um, it's an incredibly powerful quartet with the Lebec sisters, David Chalman and Bryce. It's It's like nothing I've ever heard. So both that, that piece and spiritual America I feel are kind of laying new foundations for the contemporary scene internationally. Wow. Yeah, I mean sp- like spiritual America, I swear to God one. I I couldn't I couldn't talk. I was like, What the hell is this? Um, have a lesson. Okay. But to present the first, and William's been re- rearranging it for this more intimate chamber ensemble. Um, and Aaron Dyer from Gaze is going to sing the lead. It was Jen Vassner who's with Wyoke, who's now in Bunny Bear's band. Like, <laughs> um, she's on the record.
0: How do you remember all this? It's just uh, like Sam Amadon's
1: also going to sing on that. He he was tweeting about like uh, being in North Carolina, where Williams from, and listening to the album and just being blown away about it. And I wrote to him. I was like, oh, I saw that you because not many people have like spoken up about like the effect it has on them There's very little for i think people are kind of afraid because it's so new the sound is so different genuinely unique um yeah and i wrote to sam and i was like you know we're presenting the world premiere and he was like can i sing i have to get involved in this like it's incredible so that's
0: a uh two o'clock cork school of music on sunday yeah okay i'll that in my diary. And Andy Stack miss.
1: from Wyoke is playing drums. And his solo project actually, Joyro, which has been released I think 23rd of August. We're also presenting, it's not announced yet, but as part of the music trail we'll present the first, uh, maybe the first European show of Joyro, His solo project, yeah.
0: Um, and we haven't even mentioned John Hopkins yet. in sure Dali. John Hopkins. Like John Hopkins and Dali just like, yeah. is something that you I know, it's insane. What right? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I was
1: like wouldn't it be great to kick off the music program with something real really upbeat and i wrote to john so john john's part of this project we're doing in november in Eau claire and we've been texting each other for a while and missing each other at festivals around the world like i missed him at all together now and i missed him in barcelona and um i, I was like why don't you? i was kind of half joking with his manager going sure why doesn't he come to cork and we can like at have a night together and just talk <laughs> through this these projects we're gonna be working on in the future. Just and she's like, drink. that's a great idea. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> um, yes, it's happening, it's great. That's class. Yeah. Uh What an exciting time.
0: Yeah. Just just before you go, last couple of questions. First of all, you mentioned the Joshua Tree. Like, what's what's that place like? Oh because I just hear about it. It's like this hallowed place where, like, Joshami from Queens of the Stone it's Age It's like, lives.
1: you feel so inconsequential. Like, that was the major thing for me. Like, you feel like your life means nothing. But you feel connected with it as well in a weird kind of way. Like, it just everything kind of makes a new kind of sense there but having that music sp- like spiritual america in my hea- in my head walking through this place was just like it's. Have you? You should go. I mean, oh my god! I've never been to America. Oh, to, you've never been to America? No, Holy no. Jesus! I'm,
0: see, I wanted to go, but then Trump got elected, so now I'm just like, I'm gonna wait until Trump is out before yeah. I go.
1: California is insane. I, I I went to LA for the first time in March. I've been back since. Like it's, and I expected to hate it because I'd heard so many stories about oh, LA chews you up and spits you out and. Um, I just got a a bad buzz off it before I got there. And and I arrived and I was like, oh, my God, this is kind of amazing. And two hours outside the city, you're in this desert, which is holy mother of God. Like, I swear, every turn there's a different kind of picture before your eyes. It's it's incredible. I can't recommend it enough. But having good, good music come through the ears as well as like definitely enhanced the experience for me.
0: And we missed each other at Primavera, but we were both watching um, Big Red Machine on the <laughs> Wednesday at Primavera, kind of opening it up. They played a song yeah. called Hickson. I know. Named after oh Mary gosh. Hickson. Like, yeah. like, you obviously knew that the song was coming well, and everything. I,
1: that same trip... After the day after Josh, Tree, I was staying with a friend just outside LA and um, there was this beautiful hill walk up near his house and I decided to, to just take the walk on my own. Uh, and Aaron was texting me going, have you, have you checked your email? And I was like, no, I'm not on Wi-Fi. And he's like, just open your email. And I was like, okay. And uh, there was a Dropbox drop link to like new Big Red Machine ideas, which they, they're incredible for sharing all that stuff with me. Like they're always sending me the bunny bear stuff, the national stuff. Uh, like anything new coming on stream with them, which is lovely um and I opened the dropbox and it was like, Why is my name on it like and he was like, Just listen, and it was just a music file, but um it was i was i like had to sit on the ground and have a little cry. this old woman came over and thought there was something wrong with me. I was so touched, but then when the words came, um yeah, I, I can't even talk about it. I mean, you build, you build, a ba- you make a band, you make a band, you make a family. It's like it is essentially about like this whole. My I suppose my role in this people movement, like Hickson's kids, like they're always texting me, Hickson's kids, and before the bun- before Big Red went on stage that night, like they put their hands in, they were like, Hickson's kids, um, but they said like it was really cute. They're like, we see you as like the granny, not the mother, because you have more respect for your grandmother. Um it's really cute yeah and like drip dry which m- embarrassingly i thought he said drink drive and i was like oh my god why is he's <laughs> why is he talking about drink driving in the song And he's like it's drip dry and i was like oh because I, I give things time and i just like i don't rush them when they're trying to make stuff it's really sweet like yeah i was so emotional in primavera for them to premiere that like i was like holy mother of god
0: yeah, I don't think it's been released yet, but that no. that was a very special moment when we were watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Like, we had heard I had heard that it, that they had done this song, and it was like, oh, they're doing it!" Yeah, and it was great. I thought that it was the best song that they played that Aww. night. Oh, and I'm not just saying that.
1: Thanks, <laughs> on. I'm well, th- yeah, I I actually, if I'm ever feeling down, it's like my new theme tune. I stick it in the headphones and walk <laughs> around town.
0: Yeah, but now now you're gonna be like, write another song about me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> write another song, Come
1: on, Bod. No.
0: <laughs> also, you call him bad, bon, not Justin. <laughs>
1: Bon. bon no i won't tell you what i call them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i think that that's pretty much everything it's gonna be a great weekend mm. um in cork i'm looking forward to have the whole weekend off so gonna try and get to as much as i can
1: great it's Amazing. gonna be great yeah and, and swan lake as well early Loughna in the week Nihalla. that's um that's a real dream for me to have it come to cork i can't believe it's never been
0: that's one that you've also nurtured
1: yeah, I we had, like, it's just such a. And honestly, when I saw it, I can't I saw it at the theatre festival, it could be five years ago now, is it? I like, it's the most important piece of theatre, dance, music, any of the three, that's been made in Ireland f- forever, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So it should be seen by everybody, everywhere. Yeah, so we brought it to Clanwell a couple of years ago, and to like a a basketball pit, uh, court. court. <laughs> yeah. So having it in the opera house is like that's where it belongs.
0: And so, where are you jetting off to after Cork, after Saint farber Where um, is next?
1: Next trip is back to Eau Claire, back over to Justin, and then New York. Cool. And, and is
0: People Festival going to be happening in Berlin again?
1: Not in Berlin, but we're we're planning about six of them maybe next year Ooh. in all over the world. Oh, in Ireland? Uh, not yet, but oh. maybe. <laughs> okay,
0: there. I'm on, on on that <laughs> note. <laughs> Thanks a lot Thank for you. talking and best of luck with sending from safe harbour.
1: Thank you.